Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chips and Bits podcast. I'm Kenny Myers, and with me as always is the venerable, uh, pious Matthew Anderson. That's right, the venerable, pious Matthew Anderson. And uh, we have some housekeeping. We don't have that checklist that we have to get out of the way first. One, support us on Patreon. You can just look up Chips and Bits with the ampersand. Two, uh, review us on iTunes. None of you ever do, but here we say it again because the definition of insanity is starting a podcast. (laughs) About video games. (laughs) About video games. Two white guys talking about video games. Yep. Innovation. Uh, And then what's the other one? That's it. Like us on Facebook, I guess. Smash that like button. Yeah, if you want, smash sure. that like button, bros. Thanks guys, for the, thanks hey for the guys, like, man. hey guys, smash that like button down here, down at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I'm pointing right now at the like button on our website. It looked like you were pointing somewhere else to my crotch. Yeah, my newly sterilized crotch. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about Battle Chasers. Battle Chasers, of course, uh, being a, uh, well, not not Japanese made, but called a J- JRPG in yeah, genre. In, in style. Yep. In genre uh, for the PC, which we both played it on, but you can get it on the Switch and the Xbox and I believe the... Probably the, wherever you play video games. Probably wherever you play. At, yeah, even the Switch everywhere, pretty mm-hmm. much. Well, the 3DS. There's, there's portables. I actually don't know if it's on PS4 now that we say that. It is on PS4. Well, there you go. You can get it everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it is done by one of our favorite comic book artists, who is the the CEO. I looked it up. The CEO and the creative director, which, boy, Matt, talk about living the dream, huh? Totally. Yeah. Uh, Matt's a designer somewhat in his spare time uh, at work when he's not doing podcast stuff. Yeah. <laughs> when he's not putting all the banners up on the podcast ship. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, his name's Joe Mad. Yep. I I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Madeira. That there it is. And he, uh, I think it's Italian. Sure. Like one of my own. Yeah. Uh, he's a really brilliant comic book artist. He of course did Darksiders one and two at his former company. Yep. Uh, not working on Darksiders three. No. This feels we're sitting at this desk that I set up now. It feels like we're actually in a podcast studio now, doesn't it? Yeah. A little Ex- bit. Except for the dog. Like it, I feel like studios have dogs in them. That's not okay. That's not the exception to the rule. Oh yes, he did Darksiders one and two at least. Plus, we're in our correct audio channels as well. You're right side. I'm lefty. Great. Yeah. Um, well, Matt, would you like to explain the premise of the game? I'll do my best. So uh, yes, as you mentioned, in in theme or genre, I would classify this as a as a JRPG. Uh, for the most part, mixed with some dungeon crawling. So it's kind of like uh, 70% JRPG, 30% dungeon crawler. I disagree with that. Great. Um, and uh, so it's based on, it is based on a comic book series that Joe Mad worked on a long time ago. A best-selling comic series in the 90s. <clears throat> that never finished. Ever. Never completed the series. Um, and in fact, one of the characters was only hinted at 
briefly in the comic book series is a full-blown character in this game. Yeah. Uh, and so the the uh, visual aesthetic of the game uh, has a lot of ties to comics, uh, not just because he's the one that, you know, is, is leading the, the art direction here too. But um, yeah, it's... it's you animatics you would call them yeah i don't i don't even know the witcher had them too what it's great i mean they're they're like a style of film that's non-moving just like throwing moving pictures around i think animatics the correct term sure well we'll put it in the notes yeah if i'm right though can you please put kenny was right in the notes uh you're you're doing the notes so oh that's right i am doing the fucking notes that's That's why i'm throwing lots of things in the notes yeah that's fair (laughs) yeah we'll definitely put that in the notes i'm sure (laughs) Um, and so, you know, just with that as the high level description, it's a little bit difficult to then describe the rest of the game without really just talking about what it is and what it's not, I guess. Sure. Well, what, what do you think about the game? I think the game's amazing. Okay. I think the game is, uh, it, it's, it's the first game in a long time. I do, I do this thing. It's not quite as to the level and the extent that Kenny's, um, video game problem is in which he, he buys, well, first of all, probably 10 times more games than he can ever play. But then uh, he immediately, when he buys a game, plays it like for like an hour and then doesn't play it. So <laughs> he, he wants to at least see what the game looks like before sometimes just never playing the game. Uh, I don't really do that. With this, uh, because I had kickstarted it, because I was so interested in the art style and what the game was going to be, I pulled a Kenny. Uh, the night that it got released and I got a download code for it when it was still in beta. This wasn't the release version of it. They were still going to be tons of patches. They had communicated that they were going to um, possibly wipe all the, the saves and stuff if you, you know, once you installed the new version. And I was like, well, I, I still I just got to see what this is. And downloaded it, installed it, booted it up, could not stop playing it. Like, could not stop playing this game. Just a real quick note. Uh a little caveat, if you will. I call it aspirational gaming, yeah. which is buying 10 times the game. It's more like an optimistic yeah. view of your time in the so world. So you can look forward to the future. Right. So there's always something I'm looking forward to playing Yeah. Uh, until my death. Yeah. Which may be sooner, maybe later. In which case, I assume you put all of those games in your will to me. So I can't because it's, well, I guess I would give you my Steam account. Long there you enough. go. But to there be fair, go. I could give that to you now. So, yeah, and I did end up uh, getting fairly far. I played several hours into the the beta twice, um, and you could only get so far and do so many things. And then they released the game, and I had to start over again, which I did, you know, no problem. I had no trouble starting over again. Happily. And, and loved it. Yeah. Know? So that's what which, I thought. I mean, Matt's really not one to do that either. Like, he really hates replaying games. Even games he loves, he won't replay. Yeah, I mean, when's yes. the last game you replayed? Um, it was Ought Two. No, I definitely replayed one of the Dead Space games. Infam- uh, the last uh, Infamous you replayed, technically. I started replaying it. You I didn't, didn't finish? finish it. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the last like, was the, Dead Space Two. The games that I've played through are the games that straddle the line between you know single like co-op. When we I beat Dead Space and then there was the co-op version of it. Then you and I went through and played it again. Oh God. Uh, and it was a bad one. It wasn't even a good Dead Space. It was like I think it was the shitty Dead it Space. It was Dead Space Three. Yeah. Anyways, that's what I thought. It looks good, though. <laughs> that's what I thought about the game. Yeah. What did you think about the game? That's a great question, Matt. I thought the game was okay. I thought it was enjoyable, and then terrible, hmm. and then enjoyable again. 
And was the terrible part the grinding part? The terrible part was the grinding because of how slow the battles are. The mm-hmm. battles are incredibly slow. And keep in mind that after I was coming off of Persona 5 from this. Which I'm, is, uh, can we describe the difference between those battle systems? Well, it's less strategic. Persona's more about finding weaknesses and less strategic. There is a, there is a strategy to it, but it's not as like traditional RPG as this is. This is like mm-hmm. you get a tank. And you get a healer. Yep. And you get a damage dealer. Yep. I mean, Battle Chasers really sticks to that formula, and it does it really, really well. And you can tweak who that character is. And one of the things that I find interesting is that you and I both beat the game with completely different configurations. Really? Almost, yeah. Huh. So, uh, yeah, I think we only had one shared character. Wow. Which, which I think is a testament to the, the system. I mean, they clearly put a lot of thought into it. And I was annoyed by, there was a little bit of grinding. It wasn't as much as I was prepared for, but it was still slow enough. And when I had to find things to get ultimate weapons, like to repeat dungeons, it got Mm -hmm. meticulously slow. And I really didn't like that. In Particularly because, again, Persona's really fast. It's a fast-moving game. It even has shortcut buttons that can end battles quicker, not by like doing the battle for you, but by going straight to the weakness for the characters to cast and then... It's wonderfully set up. And then other RPGs I played recently are like Bravely Default, which has a speed up mechanism, which can speed up the battles to go quicker. And so grinding doesn't get as, as tedious. So it feels like there's these mechanisms that have been established for making grinding enjoyable. Gotcha. And in a JRPG setting, and they did not exist in this game. And the battles took a long time to load. Not they took a long enough to load over time, and the movements were really slow. And there was yeah. even like little conversation, which was cute in the beginning, but after a while, it actually takes up time. Yeah. So like the good thing is that the the thoughtfulness and uh, sort of the look and feel of the animations in this game are amazing. Wonderful. The bad news is they do take time, and they never get like right. you always have to wait. Like you say, I want to attack. And your your character does a movement and leaps across the screen and does their move and come and and it's the same thing every time. So even though it looks great and feels great, it does take time. Yeah, and I think what made it and that was the terrible part. And that really is like the middle to near end game. But by the end game, I was pretty I was pretty destructive. Yeah, and I liked it enough that I got all the ultimate weapons. And all the ultimate, uh, like, limit breaks or bursts, that is what they're called. Did you get every ultimate weapon for every character? Yes. Huh. I didn't, I didn't even do that. Yeah. I think I was missing one or two. Yeah. No, I did. I uh, mean, I used Google. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I have no shame so, in that. Uh, so one thing that's interesting about this is that I can, I actually, there's a funny thing here. I agree uh, that p- part of what was both uh, difficult but also interestingly compelling for me is that I don't grind in games. Right. I hate grinding One of your in least games. favorite things to do. And you played all the dungeons at least three times. There though. was a lot of grinding in yeah. this game, just from a leveling up standpoint. Like you would hit it's it's an RPG in the truest old school sense where the way that the progression was built into the game, they literally just put characters that you cannot beat until you are a certain level. Right. And so you just have to go and level up and just yeah. Keep doing That's that. That's one of your least favorite things. Yeah, I hate doing it. Yeah, it stopped you from playing The Witcher. And I really enjoyed it in this game. It's really weird. Maybe it's just a time in your life. Furthermore, 
Furthermore, I played it at a time where I now know that since I have beat the game, they have made updates to the game to make grinding take less time and be easier. And that's the version you played. Right. So you played a less grindy version of the game that I actually enjoyed grinding in, which is and funny to me. And it was still <laughs> grindy enough that I got annoyed with it. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, you, you brought up two points. What I want to address is you called it a dungeon crawler, which I don't think that's a reasonable thing to call it. I think of yeah. dungeon crawlers like Diablo. I mean, this is pretty traditional JRPG fare. So it has random generated dungeons, but I don't I don't consider that outside the realm of JRPGs. No, I don't either. I just thought it uh, procedurally generated. I thought dungeons. it prudent to point it out because it's a it's a different it's a completely different game me- mechanic. It's a completely different way of looking at the game. It's more about um, they do have like levels, like you can play dungeon, like what would be areas. I mean, dungeons because not all of them are dungeons. Well, they have levels. They have uh, like ma- they have uh, maps. They normal. Have uh, epic and legendary yeah. dungeon. Like, you can do it at difficulties like you would in an MMORPG. Yeah, and, and some of them, like, once you get to the higher level dungeons, they are if you die in the dungeon, you have to start over again. Like, you lose your save progression. Never. Happened to me twice. Never felt impactful. Yeah. I'm really glad I played the game that they, they patched to make the grinding <laughs> easier. So, but yeah, no, they, you know, it, it just, it's just to say that, like, it's not just... Um, in the sense that you were wand, you know, wandering around a world, going from objective to objective, uh, and having random encounters, and then doing battles, which, which to me are the, the core tenets of like story-driven JRPG games. Well, in this, in this plus sense, menus. Yeah, plus menus, <laughs> plus, plus menus, bad dialogue, and oh, terrible music. Oh, such bad dialogue. We haven't even <laughs> talked about that yet. Uh, the so plot. You of do this get game. to these points in the map, uh, and the map is different too. It's not an open-world map. It's this. It's gorgeous. Uh, 2D comic book style. I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, uh, well, I would describe it like a Final Fantasy VI style map. It's, it's a, like it was amazing. You're bigger than the geographic landscapes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it 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 has a style. Uh, it, the second point I wanted to address before we really move into the style yeah. of this game is you talked about um, uh, the animations and such, mm-hmm. which kind of bleeds into it. Uh, and I remember specifically in the beginning telling you. Uh, wow, I really like how the the fighting feels like it has weight. Right. Which was which was true. Yeah. But then became became annoying, which yes. was really interesting. And then it stopped being annoying when I was so powerful I could just demolish anything through the the area. But that, but in the beginning it was really cool. But it was one of those m- mechanics of the game that just got really tiring in a grindy game. Yeah. Ironically, the thing that you liked is was the part about it that I disliked. So by the time I got to the game where I had I had done enough grinding and I was so powerful um, that I just needed to go and finish some of these final dungeons and battles, you would get to these spots on the map and have these random encounters where in almost no matter what, you could kill any enemy with a single shot. Right. And so the battle sequences became trying to get to my thing, trying to get to my thing, random encounter, loading screen. Right. Wait. Dialogue. No, I had to click a button quick, kill someone instantly, leave the screen, and then I was like, "This, this is a little tedious." <laughs> no, I'm on record as saying I didn't like the. Oh, tedium okay, of okay. That. Gotcha. But what I'm saying is, it was funny in the beginning because in the beginning it's really, really cool. Yeah. And then you do it thousands of times, and it's not as cool. Yeah. So I mean, but conceptually, that... it's really cool. I mean, it looks really good. No, that that's fine. I think that's. But a... once you're doing your like next two minute limit break for. You know, the 17,000 times. Remember in Final Fantasy VII when you would do, like, Knights of the Round? Yes. And it would take, like, five minutes for it to go? So that's I was trying to think of, you know, if if I was 
trying to improve this game where I would start, right? If I was going to do another Battle Chasers or something like this, how would I make this game better? And part of why I wanted to sort of separate the what I felt were like the traditional RPG parts from the dungeon crawly feel of it is that for me, the part that was really great about the game was the visual, the feel, the story, regardless of how it was told, um, you know, like learning who the characters were, that sort of thing, and then the battle system and, and, and all that. Walking around in the dungeons and doing all that stuff could have just not been in the game for me. I, they could have just taken that out entirely. And there's a part of me that thinks, because it was so different, you know, they've, they've got this, they've got one visual um, system with the top-down isometric map-looking thing for the world. Then they've got this um, 3D, like 2D, but faux 3D from the side uh, battle system. And then they've got this, like, real 3D top-down dungeon crawling thing. And all of those are completely different systems that I, I assume took time to build and work on. Right. Now, if they'd removed the dungeon mechanic entirely and instead put all that time and effort into either more moves or um, changes in the behavior or the movement or the animations for the characters as you leveled up your gear or got better so that it kind of kept that fresh and you felt like the battles were slightly different and you had either more moves or they looked different and you still felt like you were experiencing that, I think it would have solved some of those problems. I think it would have made for a more interesting fights you brought up a point that i completely disagree with great i thought the story was terrible wait the story or the like both oh i thought I, it was fine i thought they were just both terrible but you like jrpgs i do but even like the tropes of like this isn't this doesn't have the elements that i find that type of type of dialogue acceptable it's just poorly written Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it's well-written at all. I just felt like the the way that they... So the, the fact that it was scoped to six characters, you could go between them at any point in time, meant that you had this combination of wanting to sort of like see how the characters interacted. And some of them were like really stupid. I'm not saying it was like... Uh, it held a lot of weight. It was just interesting to be able to plug people in and out of your crew. And when you did that, the crew acted differently in some situations. What situations? Like the, the staying at the inn? Uh, no, the inn was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the inn was real bad. <laughs> I did like the upgrade mechanics and the crafting mechanics in this game. Mm -hmm. I yeah. only bring that up because the inn was in the village where a lot of that takes place. Yeah. And every time you sleep to regain your health, whoever is in your active crew, they have a interaction. Conversation. <laughs> which is terrible. Which is like, why are you going to sleep? Who was the guy with the blade again? I can never remember his name. Garrison. Garrison. He's he's bad. He's the worst. He was my he was on my team. Yeah. I he was not on my final team. No. Uh no. I like I said, our teams were different. What did your team have Monica on it? Nope. Really? Because I felt like she was the linchpin to making the whole thing work for me at the end. She was awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I just got Garrison. So Garrison was my damage dealer. He was just so strong with mm -hmm. his weapon that I just couldn't. I, I, he, could, he could just mow through everything. Hmm. The final boss took me three hits to kill. Really? Yes. Yeah, that's impressive. The, the final boss took me two evenings um, and a lot of resurrection. Yeah, I mean, Garrison had so many stat buffs to his attack and bonus damage that he just I just did one of his ultimate moves. Yeah. And then one, uh, I think, Warblade, which is his, yeah. like... 
use up the energy. We should talk about the over. The over. I can I can see it because yeah. part of the reason why Monica was so important on my crew was because of her, the same thing. She she has she has buffs that do a lot of poison and lasting damage. And Garrison's right. the same way, except he has something called bleed. But, which but he's not really about doing status effects. He's about doing raw attack power. You can make him status effecty, but my build was just about damage. Gotcha. Because um, if I wanted status effects, Monica was by far the superior one. Yeah. There are six characters. We should talk about that. Yeah. Calibretto, who can either be a damage dealer or a healer. And he's, he's a giant Way Warmack. better at a healer. Way better. Like, he's the best healer yeah. in the game. Uh, there's Gully, who's actually a really good tank. Mm -hmm. um, can also be a damage dealer, I think. She's also a good distraction. She has lots of buffs that are like, hey, attack me instead of everybody else. And then she deals back damage right. to the... There's Alumon. Alumon, yep. Who is either a healer or a damage dealer, status effect dealer. But he's very effective at both. Yeah. And the, he's fucking cool. <laughs> there's I do like his mask. Um, can we stop? Can we stop quick and talk about his one of his ultimates? I don't know. I never used him. You did not use him. Well, I used him once. Oh my god. Okay, so he's he's got uh, you have a couple. You have well, I know I used two of moves, his ultimates. secondary moves, yeah. and then you have ultimates, and there's three levels of them. I never used his third ultimate. So he's got an ultimate that's called Doom, mm -hmm. <laughs> and the animation for it, which Kenny will put in the notes, is. Um, he won't. Kenny won't. Put Essentially, the screen goes black. You start hearing these like kind of ghouly things, like, and he like walks onto the screen like a fucking demon. And there's like, like fire-looking stuff and streams going behind him. And he holds up this bag, and he just stands there looking at the opponent. And then it shows the opponent, and then it shows him again, and then it goes, boom, like a bell. And then it says, doom. And then that's it. That's the move. And then he goes back into line with the rest of the characters. And the opposing opponent that you cast it on now has two turns to live. Right. If if they're still alive at the end of two turns, doesn't matter how Does much... it work on bosses? It works on everybody. Wow. Did you yeah. use it on the last boss? Yes. Did it work? Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. You just had to survive for two turns. Yeah. Once you cast it. That's yeah. impressive. So there's some damage limit. Like, Never use that one. It basically, it's like... You have two turns until this much damage affects you. For almost everyone in the game, it's instant death. Then there's the old wizard. What's his name? I don't know, but he's terrible. Yeah, I never, no, used, I never him. used him. Either. I don't even know why he's in the game. Uh, he he was he was a good damage dealer healer. He was supposed to be a healer, and then yeah, a caster of, of of spells. But I wonder if like, he was one of those guys that if you just hit the right specs would just be a a bulldozer of a person. I don't know. I tried him a couple times. Yeah, um, I, I didn't think he was that good, and he just sucked. Yeah. So my final composition was Calibretto, Goli, and uh, Garrison. Calibretto uh, so is a was super shared character. That's interesting. And Goli was the tank. Well, Goli, I think I had 16,000 HP by the end. Goli's hilarious, too, because she's a tiny, uh, like, little girl uh, that wear, has huge gloves, like these yeah. huge, massive, like, Her dad's gloves, gauntlets. if you read the comic book. Yeah, gauntlets, uh, which, you know, you could, you could upgrade those and swap them out, and they looked crazy. But her movement is just insane. She would just run up like a little kid. And then she'd do this sweeping, like, Street Fighter-style uppercuts or yeah. like, down punches. And you could get her to a place where she's going up and attacking an enemy that's the third her size. And she would do one punch knockouts and just but, obliterate but I wouldn't, But I, wouldn't, I didn't even use her for that. I pretty much, she barely did any damage for me. Yeah, she was usually my distraction character. She was my tank because yeah. she could just take beatings. It was like, here, focus on me yeah. while everyone else destroys you. Uh, yeah. You know, that's an interesting thing about Gully, too, and... Uh, my brother sometimes 
occasional stream guest of the podcast brought up is that everyone in the game is worried about Gully. Mm -hmm. They're all talking about protecting Gully and wearing Gully, but Gully's like sturdier than all of them by a mile. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, I think we both agree that this game is gorgeous. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful game. I mean, it, it just every little detail is really well done in that regard, and the battle system is is thought out and fun. Yeah, I mean, to, for... I mean, not, I mean, like, it's fun to figure out the combinations and getting the winning combination. It, the actual battles are different, but the system is really neat. Yeah, and I would say for the level of depth that they took it to, um, one thing that I was impressed by was just how balanced it. It felt at any point in time until you ran into like a big wall with somebody. Yeah. You at least once you understood the enemies and knew what, what powers you had and, and how you like to set up your crew, um, you all you could always look at what was in front of you and be like, got this or oh shit. You know, and you knew exactly what was kind of there to deal with. Do you do all the hunts? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even the, 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 the skeleton guy? Yep. That guy was hilarious. Yeah. There was a bunch of interesting things. like, that. And it's funny. I so like the hunts. When we talked about like... How I appreciated the story and stuff. It was that kind of stuff that I thought was interesting. Like I, I, th I, I wish there was more of that story elements. I guess I do. It's like window dressing on story elements. It's like side quests in Mass Effect. Like yeah. your, 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 it was like your uh, loyalty mission. It was very much like lipstick on a pig to me. <laughs> okay, I can see that. Yeah, it was like, yeah, like there was some really cool stuff. There was some really funny character interactions with external characters, but the actual core story and core characters were pretty poorly run yeah they they leave a lot to be desired yeah mm -hmm. uh and so it, it was you know there was a point in this game in the middle where i looked at uh my wife and i was just like i can't wait for this game to be over <laughs> it's a 40 hour game oh it took me like 54 i think it took to me about 40 hours actually it did take me 40 hours but you know i play these games so i feel like that's a good 10-hour cutoff of 14 sure. hours is probably the experience showing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, plus, I just came off a, a JRPG, so yeah, I was, I was in the zone. I was in the, I was in the, the turn-based zone, which is very slow-moving, but mm -hmm. eventually gets somewhere. Um, and, uh, oh, shit, I forgot my thought. Sorry. We were joking, joking. You were talking about it's beautiful. Yeah, in the middle of it. There we go. Yeah. I, I was just I just hated it. But by the end, when I got to a point where the team was really competent, I started to really enjoy it. And that's why I was surprised because uh me from ten hours before the the last few hours would not I've just be would have just bulldozed through yeah. the rest of the game. But me in the last three or four hours was like, I'm gonna get all the stuff. Yeah. That's cool. And then I Googled most of the stuff and I was like, Oh, there's where all the stuff is. I'm gonna go do that. Yeah, I can't, I mean, there's no, I have no argument for the things that it sounds like bothered you. I, I saw all those things and recognized that they were definitely, it was there, like it was under under the surface. Yeah. And uh, certainly feels like it's one of those things where uh, what I appreciated about the um, sort of character design and the, the look and feel of the game and just how fun it was to use the battle system really did make me feel like I was playing around inside of joe mad's brain like someone who i have loved and aspired oh, yeah. his creativity He's for so, so long talented. it just felt like i was playing that game and it was enough to make me just ignore most of the things that i thought yeah were really i mean all the care like the aesthetics are are great and yeah. the mechanisms are great and that speaks to a creative director 
who doesn't have a team of writers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the battle system's great. Uh, I wish it was a little bit more, had a little bit more depth or was slightly more sophisticated, but uh, if for whatever reason they couldn't do that to trade off the balance, then I maybe they made the right decision because I, I enjoyed that. But a little bit more variety, especially later on in the game. When with you the were, bad guys? With both the bad guys and just what you are capable of doing with your characters. You know, like you'll get to a certain spot where in the beginning you're trying all the moves and you're combining all the characters and you're trying to find this thing that works for the style of play that you want to bring to the table. Yeah. And once you get there you know kind of, you'll look at an enemy and you know exactly the most effective combination of moves that can, you know, take them out and keep you safe. Yeah. So you start using the same ults. Right. And the same powers. I mean, powers that's JRPG same, kind of stuff. Totally. And so that's why I was saying, like, if they could have done something to... Shift the prepare game. Prepare for that. Yeah. Where maybe, since you've got different armor, you know, flames came out or something changed about yeah. it to make it just a little bit more visually interesting and it felt like you were doing new stuff even though it was the same shit. Uh, I think that would have gone a long way to help it a little bit. They, there was, there's uh, two other elements. The crafting system was really crafting system fun was actually game. fun. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed using it. And you had to, I like that you had to buy books to unlock most of the stuff. Mm -hmm. And I like that you had to upgrade things. Like the village gets upgraded. Although I'm sad that there's no overall reward for that stuff. Yeah, like Assassin's Creed Two style. <laughs> yeah, like there's a protective barrier around the village right. now. But yeah. that's really just speaking to the beauty of the mechanisms in this game. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff. I think the game that I thought think most of when I when I played this game is Bastion, actually. Not in yeah. terms of gameplay, but in terms of a team of a very small team doing something that seems way outside the scope of how many people they have mm -hmm. to a, a really high quality level. Yeah. And there's tons of flaws. Yep. And there's tons of flaws. But as far as like the first game. It's pretty outstanding what they were able to accomplish. Like I'm I'm really impressed. I know that they've worked on development teams before, but you know, that's not always a guarantee no matter what. Yeah, no, not at all. And I felt like this game was just one of the best Kickstarter things I've ever backed. Yeah. Like can, I, the reward was was amazing. It's like you can tell the even, you know, with with small team aside, whatever, you can tell when you experience something that had a clear vision. Like that required some sacrifices that required people to like, you know, put themselves out there and, and, and maybe overcommit in certain ways. And, and to your point, sometimes you will be left with a little some chinks in the armor there, yeah. some some flaws. But in the end, you know, the whole package as like one cohesive thing yeah. is is super interesting to experience. Right. Yeah. Like if this is the first game in a series, I am I'm really looking forward to the second yeah. one. And just even based between what you experienced at the end versus I experienced at the end and, like, the updates that they made, I think that was a l already a little better for me than it was for you. Yeah, possibly. Uh, so, I mean, that was Battle Chasers. I, I don't know if I would recommend this to people who don't play JRPGs already. Which is funny because I don't play JRPGs. I know. And that's I loved the, it. That's the weird part. <laughs> but it does have a lot of those terrible tropes of JRPGs. It does include some really interesting, what would be traditionally Western elements, like the procedural dungeons and the the sort of combat system of a tank uh a healer and a dam which is like traditional mmo stuff yeah uh but i still like i would have a hard time i mean it's beautiful to play through but it is a very turn-based game and if you don't like turn-based games this is one of the slower ones yeah, it's very time consuming. Yeah. Um, but you get rewarded pretty with with some pretty beautiful aesthetics I mean, I, I think that's got to be the main the main catalyst. Like, if there's going to be a recommendation here, if you're the type of person that um, 
you know, loves video games for the sort of additional artistic appeal of the medium, more than likely you are going to enjoy playing this game, even if it's difficult at times or grindy. If you're the type of person that's looking for, you know, a pick up and play or something that's going to be very rewarding or story driven, things like that, maybe not. Yeah. Um, that's, that's probably how I would recommend it. Because I certainly like, it's like, it's like that fucking, remember the Final Fantasy movie? The Spirits Within? The Spirits Within. I try not to. Okay. It's a terrible movie. It's like, one of the worst. One of the worst movies. But boy, is it beautiful. Holy shit. Was it fun to watch the first time? Like, I went and saw it in the theater, and I was like, they can do this with computers now? Oh, my God. So, you But know, it was still terrible. I didn't think it was fun to watch. It was like watching one of my favorite franchises light itself on fire. It's, it's probably a very... I am kind of feel bad that I linked it to that now, because, like, it's not that bad. No. <laughs> it's no. not even close. I like, I like I said, Bastion. Like, it's like a... An amazing first step for a yeah. company. Yeah, like I like it's beyond the polish of shitty indie games. It's so oh, good, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's Battle Chase, and that's our podcast. Yeah. So uh, yeah, again, we have no idea who to recommend this to. Somebody. Yeah, yeah. Do you like comic books? <laughs> that, even that, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. It's beautiful though. It's great. If you like beautiful things, and you know, have some a lot of time to kill. At least forty hours, maybe fifty-four. That's great. That's the recommendation right there. If you yeah. love beautiful things and you have 40, 40 hours to kill. 40 to 55 hours. <laughs> then we strongly recommend <laughs> Battle, Battle Chasers. Chasers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's the Chips and Bits podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Myers. And with me, the venerated. Matthew Anderson. Thanks that's for right. joining us. That's right. And we love you so much. So much. <laughs>